0: pop culture-based show that dives into TV, movies, music, comics, and a whole lot more. And this is yet another edition of the 2000 Movies version of the Mind Grenade podcast. This is where I do a solo review of a film that I have not yet watched up until recently. And uh, the caveat for these films is that, um, for these reviews, is that uh, these movies have had to have come out after the year 2000, hence 2000 Movies. And the other caveat here is that these reviews will be spoiler free so you can listen to this and not worry about, um, anything spoiled for you. I, I, am <clears throat> gonna talk about the movie, uh, in general, but, uh, not reveal any, uh, specific kind of plot points or anything like that. So no need to worry about anything being uh, ruined for you. Um, let's see. So. I think I covered everything there with my intro. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning into the show, everyone. Um, let's see. So, um, uh, it's funny. This film that I'm reviewing for um, for this episode, Moonrise Kingdom, the 2012 film by Wes Anderson, um, it's, this is completely unplanned. Uh, I noticed this when I was in the middle of watching Moonrise Kingdom, that... Um, there was uh, similarities with uh, the last couple movies I've done for 2,000 movies. Uh, the Paddington film um, that I did uh, a couple weeks back, and then before that, Hunt for the Wilder People. Uh, all of these movies had kind of uh, <laughs> like children, or in the Paddington movies case, uh, a little <laughs> adorable bear kind of in need of social services, I guess. Uh, Hunt for the Wilder People uh, hilariously had a social service person kind of uh, going after a runaway child or a, a, a delinquent child. And then Paddington also had a similar thing going on there, where they were trying to find a home for him. And then uh, this film, Moonrise Kingdom, there is, a, I think, it, yeah, Tilda Swinton plays a social services person. I don't think she had an actual name for the character. I think it was just billed as social worker. I think that's what they call her through the movie, too. They don't, they don't, she doesn't give her name. Um, so I, it's just something I noticed uh, while watching Moonrise Kingdom that uh, apparently I was uh, um, inadvertently setting up a theme for the, the last couple of movies I was reviewing. So, um, and then another thing I wanted to bring up, too, is that I wanted to kind of change stuff up with this, so with 2,000 movies. Um, I think I might post... So, I've got a list of movies, just as they kind of... As time goes by, um, I'll hear somebody speaking highly of a movie that I'd like to... That uh, I haven't watched it that I'd like to watch. That kind of falls into the criteria for these reviews. So... um I've started a list, a running list of movies that have come out after the year 2000 um, that I've not yet watched, that I am interested in watching, but have not watched yet. And um, let's see, I'm looking at my list right now on the marker board. There's probably like a, a little bit over a dozen movies. Uh, I'll, I'll name a couple couple of these off. Um, the Darkest Hour, uh, Upgrade, um, Wolf of Wall Street... Um let's see Bill and Ted 3, Dunkirk. I think uh there's a bunch of other movies on there. So um uh I was thinking just to kind of switch things up. I mean, I don't know, I might change my mind on this, but I think I might post this list on um, social media and have an open invite for anyone who's interested in joining me on one of these reviews. Um, Even if you've already watched the movie, but it's a movie you like, or would like to talk about, or even if you don't like it, if you don't like it, but you want to speak on it, like, to just kind of counter my, you know, or or agree with my view on the movie, uh, either way, um, I was thinking, yeah, I would invite someone on for these little reviews to join me um, for, you know, um, I would like to have different guests for... For each movie, uh, ideally, but uh, I guess I could have some repeats depending on how things go. But um, I think I might do that I, I, just to see how it goes. Uh, what else do I have on this list? Argo, Prisoners. I think Prisoners is the one with Hugh Jackman and Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, Mother. Let's see. Yeah. Um, so I think I might do that just to see how it goes. Just to. Uh, I, I don't mind doing these by myself, but, um, I've done quite a few of them now and, uh, I just wanted to kind of switch things up a little bit, see how that goes. Might try that a couple for a couple weeks. If people are, you know, if I get anybody who's interested in joining me for these, I guess is, uh, the first step. So, um, yeah, I'll probably do that. I'll probably just post this list on social media with an open invite and see what happens. So, um, yeah, um, and then the other thing, too. This was a really delightful movie, <laughs> just be, before I headed to the uh, the actual review of the movie. Um, and uh, that was kind of deliberate, was the, the last three or four movies that I've done for this. Um, I deliberately tried to make uh, these movies, or choose these movies... Um, that were a little lighthearted and stuff like that. And, uh, um, so, uh, I might start, I might change, um, that with the next couple movies. I might do something a little darker, like, uh, The Darkest Hour or Dunkirk. Or, you know, nothing set in stone. I might just, on a whim, choose something like Bill and Ted 3 that I have not watched yet. Um, or, uh, Serendipity or something like that, uh. But um, most likely I'll end up probably picking some, some of the darker stuff just to kind of offset the, the lighter movies that I've uh, been uh, reviewing. Um, so, yeah, let's get into it. Moonrise Kingdom, a 2012 film directed by Wes Anderson. Um, I've probably watched... Uh, not sure how many movies he's made. Um, probably a dozen movies, maybe not that... Um, but I've uh, I have, I've I've watched I've watched probably half of them if there's that many. Um, uh, I'm a fan of Wes Anderson, but I don't always seek them out. I, it's like I, I seek them out occasionally. Um, the last one I did I actually reviewed one for this uh, program for the 2000 movies was uh, Isle of Dogs. Which I liked it fine. I didn't like it as much as his previous animated film. Um, what's the name of that one? Uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox. That one I highly recommend. Um, I, I really enjoyed Fantastic Mr. Fox. It's uh, got a great cast, as as most Wes Anderson movies do. But um, I I kind of like that. That's probably my favorite. Wes Anderson movie i know he does more live action movies you know just uh movies uh irl in real life uh but um that fantastic mr fox film i really really enjoyed and and uh, i just realized i gave it a pretty high recommendation but you have to know that Wes Anderson movies aren't for everyone (laughs) like i said i occasionally seek them out i don't i don't seek them out like i would uh a Quentin Tarantino movie, or um, uh, I'm trying to think of another director that I would seek out: Ryan Johnson or J.J. Abrams or something like that. That I would go out of my way to watch their films just because their names are attached. Uh, Wes Anderson films are very um, acquired taste, kind of. Uh, you know, his 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 films are. Are not for everyone. Uh, if you've watched uh, The Royal Tenenbaums, or, um... Uh, I'm trying to think of it. You know, I should probably just bust out his filmography. Let me see how close I was with the number of movies he's done. Let's see, he started out with Bottle Rocket in 96, Rushmore, Royal Tenenbaum, the Darjeeling Limited, uh, Life Aquatic with Steve Zizou. Um, you know, like... You, You, it's very acquired taste stuff. Like, you you can, like, hmm, let me see how I can put this. It's one of those films where you can agree that it's good, but it might not be your cup of tea. It's probably the best way way I'm going to be able to put it. Um, I'm thinking about, like, uh, Radiohead or... I'm trying to think of other films or TV shows. Uh, uh, um, what's, the, what's the TV show? Um, uh, uh, Twin Peaks. Yeah, like um, most people and critics and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame will, you know, uh, agree that Radiohead's a, a great band, but it's not for everyone. I would not, you know, I would recommend Radiohead to this person, but not this person. And it's not because the band is uh, bad or good or whatever. It's because of the taste. Of, you know, the, everybody's got different tastes. So it's much the same with like something like Twin Peaks or something like a Wes Anderson movie. It's definitely it's um he's he's an auteur, and um, his movies can be kind of slow and kind of strange and. Um, he spends a lot of time with um, composition and the way things look. I can see that not being for everyone. I'm trying to think of another author or another uh, auteur that's the same way. I can see that with like Stanley Kubrick movies. Like Stanley Kubrick is considered one of the greatest directors in the history of movies <laughs> of film. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't uh, recommend like um, most stanley kubrick movies to like say my mom like my dad would probably enjoy some of his movies but like i i can tell you know um it's the difference between and and i'll move on past this here in a second but it's the difference between like a crowd pleaser type of movie and um an art piece something that's just like really artsy you know um, but anyway, yeah, I'll move on. So, uh, you get my point that it's, uh, an acquired taste, uh, Wes Anderson movies. Let me see if I can let's see one, two, bottle rocket, Rushmore, roll 10 and bombs. Let's see. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight, nine, ten. Well, oh, that one hasn't come out yet. So and he's got nine movies out, so it's less than a dozen movies, uh, less than ten movies. Um, and I've watched half of them, I think. Let's see, I've watched Isle of Dogs. I've watched Moonrise Kingdom. Pretty sure I've watched Grand Budapest Hotel, but that's weird that I don't have a strong opinion about it, <laughs> even though I think i watched it. That's strange. Um, Darjeeling Limited, I tried. I think that one was a little rough for me to get into. The Life Aquatic, Steve Zissou. Uh, I haven't watched, uh, Royal Bombs I have, Rushmore is one that I, I should probably, did he direct that one too? I produced it and directed it, um, yeah, uh, I'd like to watch Rushmore, I can't believe I've made it this far and not watched that film, that's um, pretty much the film that kind of made him, a, made him a household name-ish. <laughs> he's not quite a household name since he's so uh, niche. Um, Such so an acquired taste, but um, yeah, Rushmore was this big kind of coming out film. Bottle Rocket, people do know about that one, but they don't, um, it's not a film that's brought up very often. Um... But uh and then the other thing, uh with Rushmore is that it's a nineteen ninety eight film, so I wouldn't make it into one of my, one of my two thousand movies reviews. But I, I I'll definitely uh, get to watching that and, and bring it up on the regular version of Mind Grenade when the guys are here and I can bring it up and see if they've watched it. I uh, I bet Matt's watched it. I'm not sure if Jason's watched it. I doubt um ian's watched it these types of movies i doubt ian would care for my co-host ian would care for these types of movies these are kind of like really kind of just contemplative kind of uh artsy type movies but um boy did i digress let me get back to the review moonrise kingdom 2012 wes anderson yeah so uh i am a fan of wes anderson and his films and and i do um enjoy his Um, approach to filmmaking. Um, I've watched enough of these now where I can kind of tell what his... the themes that he keeps using in in films. It's like watching... You watch enough Tarantino films, you start to realize that the guy has a foot fetish or every movie he makes, he has to have some violence in it or the dialogue is very... You know, like you start seeing the trends in what... Uh, the repertoire of that director is. And I'm starting to see Wes Anderson's uh, uh, kind of, you know, his tropes that he brings to each movie. Um, I mean, the obvious one is his super articulate, kind of thought out composing of of just about every frame in the movie it has to be this whole kind of symmetrical kind of shot, you know, um, that that's easy to spot like right away from this director, but just the other stuff, the themes, this movie in particular, um, the theme is, uh, it's one, one of the main themes is one of, it's something I've seen in the movies of his that I've watched, which is kind of, uh, you know, just, um, outsider kind of, uh, awkward childhood. Um, and, um, this rebellious kind of youth um um and you know reconciling with that just being an outsider and stuff like that uh i've noticed is uh in a lot of his movies but um let me get into the cast here let's see Bruce Willis is in this one Ed Norton's in this one Bill Murray Bill Murray's one of his actors that always show up in his films um if not all of them, uh, Frances McDormand, who's great. She was in Fargo. She, ever since I've watched that, I've always enjoyed her her performances. Tilda Swinton's great. I like her. Jason Schwartzman's in this movie. Jason Schwartzman was the titular character in Rushmore. Um, titular character was that his name? I think I. I'll take that back. Uh, I don't think I <laughs> worded that correctly. But he was the main character in, in uh, Rushmore. Was that his name? See, I've not watched that movie, so I don't even know. Let me see if that's really his name in that movie. Geez, no, his name is Max Fisher in that film. What's Rushmore alluding to then? Is that the name of the school he went to in that movie? Anyway, um, let's see. Who else is in this movie? Oh, yeah. Uh, Bob Balaban and Harvey Keitel both have small roles in this in this film. I think Bob Balaban's in a, more than just the one uh, Wes Anderson film. But anyway, um, they're all great. Um, Wes Anderson seems to always bring together a, a really interesting ensemble. Um, and uh, they all do great. But the uh, special thing about this movie, I was just talking about how there's uh, the theme of uh, awkward childhood uh, um, uh, stories and stuff and uh, themes in his um, in his film. The description of this film, Moonrise Kingdom, is uh, it's a coming-of-age comedy-drama, and that sums it up perfectly. Uh, he um, he cast two young actors to be the leads in this, Jared Jared Gilman and Kara Hayward, and uh, they were really good in this. Um, uh, excuse me. They uh, I've watched interviews with Wes Anderson talking about they spend quite a long time uh, making sure he hired really good actor, really good child actors for the, for these roles. They're playing twelve year olds, and they look pretty close to that age um, in this film, especially Jared Gilman. I know girls kind of develop uh sooner than than uh, than boys do, but I have a feeling these kids were probably maybe like fourteen or something like that, and they're playing twelve year olds. Um, so uh, the movie is. Uh, it starts out where Jared Gilman's character, the young boy, is part of like some kind of like Boy Scouts uh, troop. He um, he uh, runs away from the Boy Scout. He gives up being a Boy Scout. He leaves a letter. He disappears. Um, that sets things into motion. Kara uh, Hayward's character, the young lady in um, in the movie. Apparently has been um, corresponding with um, Jared. Let me get the the names of the uh, actual characters here. I hate just using going back to the um, the names of the uh, actors when um, I'm speaking about the characters in the movie. Um, let's see. Uh, Sam is uh, played by Jared. Gilman and Susie is played by Kara Hayward. So, um, Sam, uh, runs away, but then he meets up with Susie cause they've been corresponding for the last like half of, of a year or a full year. And they meet up out in the wilderness and he's got, you know, boy scout skills. So he knows the, ter- he knows how to <laughs> survive, I guess, out in the wilderness. This also takes place in new England. Um, on an island uh, uh, off of New England. And um, there's a storm coming like in a couple days. So that's kind of the backdrop there. Um, The Scoutmaster, played by Ed Norton, um, uh, tasks himself to find Sam that has run away. They find out that he's an orphan. So that's where the social... Uh, worker, gets involved. Bruce Willis plays a, a police officer or the cop or who, I guess the sheriff, whatever uh, uh, authority figure in the town is on the island. They get involved to try to find Sam and then um, Susie's parents are played by Bill Murray and Frances McDormand. They get involved and there's this whole thing going on between Bruce Willis's character and Frances McDormand who's married to Bruce Willis, not Bruce Willis, She's married to Bill Murray, but she's having kind of a tryst, uh, not a full-on affair, but Bill Murray's wife, played by Frances McDormand, has a thing with Bruce Willis. So that's kind of a triangle going on there. Um, let's see what else. So um, that's pretty much what sets things in motion is as the adults trying to find Sam and Susie. And you know what? Like I said, um, Sam's character played by uh, Jared Gilman, young Jared Gilman. Um, he's great. He's um, charming and it was a good find by the director. Um, Susie Bishop, uh, played by Kara Hayward, um, she's pretty, she's pretty amazing in this, like um, uh, the stuff that both these actors do in this movie, um, would be pretty tough for adults. So i got to give them credit. It turns out um, Kara Hayward, uh, who plays the main uh, female lead, um, how old was she in this? She was pretty young, but she's playing a 12-year-old, like I said. Apparently she uh, has been uh, men's, like she's uh, advanced for her age, like in the intellectual department and smarts department. She's part of Mensa since she was like a little girl, like Mensa, you know, like the. Uh, um, I think you gotta, your IQ's got to be a certain range to be part of Mensa or something like that. I I I associate it with smart people, I guess. But yeah, she comes off that way. From an interview I watched with Wes Anderson, um, he was saying that the reason he cast her was because. Out of all the actresses he uh, auditioned or watched auditions for, um, Kara read the lines and they uh, the way she delivered them sounded authentic, sounded like actual. They were like, you know, it's real dialogue rather than somebody just memorizing or just reading off a page. So um, yeah, just uh bravo to Wes Anderson for finding both these actors. Um, let's see here, you know, um, so, um, to speak on Wes Anderson further, his style and everything, uh, definitely an, an auteur director, kind of like your, um, you know, your, uh, Stanley Kubrick's or your Tarantino's, these, these guys where you can just, by watching a couple minutes of a film, you know, it's them type of directors. Just they have their style, and it's very much part of of them of who they are. Um, it reminds me, you know, who another person is that uh, reminds me. Um, not that um, they have similar styles, but that their styles are so strong. Um, is uh, Tim Burton? Tim Burton. You can tell a Tim Burton movie, <laughs> like even if even if he tried to suppress his style, you. It's it would still seep through. Um, and I feel like that way about Wes Anderson, like you can try to get Wes Anderson to make. A, an MCU movie, but <laughs> it would. Yeah, it uh, you'd still I think I think actually there is a there's like a YouTube video of somebody who like a, a spoof um video of what it would be like if Wes Anderson directed an X-Men movie and it's pretty good. So yeah, I had to seek that out on, on YouTube. But yeah. It it would it would still be a Wes Anderson movie, no matter what you do. You know, there's your directors out there that are uh just down the middle, kinda not their their style is a little harder to spot only because they just Look like everyone else, like they're just uh, a standard kind of work for hire type of director. But uh, Wes Anderson is uh, not one of those guys. Wes, like Tim Burton, you're you know what you are you know what you're gonna get. Like not in a bad way, but you know the style you're gonna get uh, with Tim Burton or I'm trying to think of other auteur directors like that where you just you can just tell. Um, you know, uh, Denny Villeneuve, uh, the guy who did um, uh, he did Blade Runner twenty forty nine, and he's uh, what else did he do? Um, Arrival. He's doing the new Dune movie. I'm starting to kind of recognize his style, but it's still not quite as easy to spot as like a Tim Burton or a Tarantino. Tarantino is really easy to find because. Or spot, because man, I I can tell by the lighting, I can tell by the dialogue, I can tell by the movement of the camera, um, you know. And at at a certain point, you if Sam Jackson is in the movie, that's a tell. <laughs> so um, I don't know. I I, I like that. Uh, um. Oh, you know who else just came to mind was um. Ridley Scott, I, I can tell a Ridley Scott movie <laughs> in a lineup for sure, but it, it's not as um just um as clearly to spot as I like. I, I'll bring up his name again, Tim Burton, and I like Tim Burton, but um it'd be tough for Tim Burton to make a Batman movie that is so just straightforward as a Christopher Nolan Batman movie. Tim Burton's Batman movie is going to have the gothic uh, architecture and, you know, and just really dark um, uh, uh, wardrobe and, every, you know, just the works. Um, this the gothic kind of uh, uh, outlook on on stuff, which is fine, you know, I, I, I you know, um, I will seek out a Tim Burton movie and, and know what pretty much I'm going to get uh let's see what else here i got before i move on and give this movie a grade which spoiler alert i haven't uh calculated a grade yet but i think i have a good idea of um how i feel about this film um let's see um yeah to wrap up just a review um yeah this uh this movie um like a lot of wes anderson movies are kind of have a poetic approach it's there's there's stuff in this movie that kind of like allude to stuff like um, this being a coming of age movie. It um, there's um, but yeah, the two main characters are in love, but they're like 12 (laughs) and uh, it's not the same as two adults uh, who fall in love. Um, So a lot of, the uh, A lot of what they go through is, um, you know, they have their first kiss and whatnot, but there's other stuff, um, their interactions, that is more illusion, not illusion, but illusion, that's more poetic in the way that Wes Anderson expresses uh, their... Their love for each other, um, and uh, and uh, not just between them, like just across the board with um, Bill Murray and Frances McDormand and their family life, and the struggles they're going through, and the love triangle between Bruce Willis, Bruce Willis's character, Bill Murray, and Frances McDormand. There's a um, there's a, 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 the, an approach to, um, that's, that's very portrayed very poetically. And, you know, I guess that's Wes Anderson. That's, he's, he's, that's the type of director he is. He's a writer. He writes all his movies, or at least most of all of them. Let me check here again. Oh, good Wikipedia. Let's see. Good old Wikipedia. got his, um... Um, his um uh, filmography up here, and I'm pretty sure he wrote all his films, like Tarantino. Like some people should just write all their all the movies they did they direct. Um, yeah, yep, he wrote all his films. Um, so yeah, that's probably why I'm noticing the poetic kind of approach to. Um, his his storytelling is because he, he's a writer. So he was a writer um, long before he was a director. So uh, his uh, writing sense is very strong. All right. So um, I enjoyed this film. I enjoyed it slightly more than I thought I would. Um, when I sit down to watch any movie, what goes through my mind is I hope I like this movie. So I sat down. I had my expectations, but this movie slightly was above my expectations. Um, let's see here. Um, oh, and when I was given the description, when it uh, it said a coming-of-age comedy drama, yeah, there I had very, just like with any Wes Anderson movie, there's a lot of whimsy, a lot of whimsical stuff that I did chuckle at. Um, but it's like 5050 comedy drama <laughs> like there's stuff in here especially between the two leads being so young and dealing with such adult uh, you know subject matter as as you know just love i guess in general it's a uh, pretty adult uh, it, even adults have a hard time with it so uh, there were a couple moments where I was like wow this is uh, uh i'm not sure you know just conflicted with how I feel about what's going on, but uh, in the end um, I thought it was uh, well uh, handled really well. uh, The drama aspect of that stuff. Uh, But yeah, it's just straight down the middle, drama and comedy. It's equal parts comedy and equal parts drama. Bill Murray's fucking great, as always. And uh, Ed Norton. and um, uh, Yeah. Um, So... Uh I'll grade this. Um I think I give it like a I think give it like a B minus. And um I would recommend this to I think Matt would enjoy a movie like this. Just purely on like I think he would find it interesting. Um Jason would probably find it interesting as well, but I don't think this is the type of movie Jason would seek out. Um, I'm curious to see what what Matt thinks of Wes Anderson films. I'm sure he'd probably just point out the um, the uh, the ensemble casts and uh, that Wes Anderson always has, and the uh, the uh, you know the uh, shoot uh, the, the, the the composition style of 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 how he frames stuff um, when he's filming. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very curious to see what uh, what Matt would think, or his thoughts on Wes Anderson films in general. Um, But yeah, I'd probably recommend this to Matt, most likely. I don't think Ian, this would probably be a hard sell for Ian. Um, So yeah, so this has uh, been Moonrise Kingdom. Um, I gave it a B-, minus, which is pretty strong. Uh, Let's see, I like... I like... this better than... Um I think I like this better than Royal Tendon Bombs, even though I really like Royal Tendon Bombs as well. But I'd probably give it a similar grade to Royal Tendon Bombs, like a B minus. Um it's been a while since I watched that film. I think I watched that film when it came out. Um I'm still I, I, I still hold to uh Fantastic Mr. Fox being my favorite Wes Anderson movie. But I'm gonna have to admit to my bias that um I like almost anything animated more than, <laughs> than regular uh, live action stuff. So that might uh, be a factor that might be factored in that it's animated. Um, so uh, there's some, there's a couple recommendations right there. So, um, a confident recommendation on Mirai's kingdom with a B minus, but a strong recommendation on fantastic. Mr. Fox, <laughs> which I wasn't planning on, um, I'm talking about too much, but, uh, but yeah, Fantastic Mr. Fox is a great film, uh, but the, uh, movie at hand, um, Moonrise Kingdom, I, I, I ended up, uh, they, it, I watched it on Amazon Prime, they have it streaming on Amazon Prime if you're looking for it, so, all right, another one in the bag there, another one in the, in the hopper, um, so, uh, I'm gonna tease the next couple episodes of the podcast, so, uh, me and the guys are planning on getting together uh, next week for another episode of uh, the regular Mind Grenade episode uh, podcast um, format. Um, I know we've been talking about the Falcon and Winter Soldier, so we'll probably talk about that some. Talk about the MCU, um, only because there's a trailer for the, one of the... Well, they dropped a trailer for another trailer for Black Widow, but there's a trailer for Shang-Chi, um, and the Ten Rings, uh, which is supposed to drop this year. So I'm going to see what the guys think about that. I'm going to talk some, uh, more streaming recommendations. Um, and what else do we want to talk about on the next episode? I'm sure the guys, the guys always have stuff to, to talk about. So I'm really looking forward to that. Hope you guys are as well. Um, so yeah, um, uh, this has been, let's see, um, do a little networking here. My studios.com is where you can find a feed of the podcast, um, artwork there that I put up, uh, occasionally, um, still procrastinating on blogging. <laughs> I still want to, but, and I've got it all set up on the, on the website, but I haven't done it. Um. But, yeah, uh, website's fully functional aside from that. Uh, let's see what else. You can subscribe on iTunes or anywhere podcasts are found. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. This has been Hector saying so long, and we'll talk to you soon. He was a